everyone. Today is February 23rd, 2016. I'm your host, Client Major John Eagle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is a returning guest, fellow client manager Stacy Bruce. She comes from Adelaide, Australia, and she's going to be talking with us a little bit today about three ways to handle defective products. So welcome, Stacy. Thank you. Hi. And I guess let's start off by introducing the concept of defects. What's the problem with defective products and what's the reality for importers when they're trying to manage their own expectations for quality? Defects in manufacturing are inevitable, really, and they can be anything from something small, small scratches to to something major, any sort of imperfection to your product. And manufacturing in China or anywhere for that matter, you have to be realistic and realize that defects are going to happen. And it's important to understand how to put in safeguards to avoid having regular defects or the same defects. Okay, great. So you talk about the three ways to handle defective products. The first way that an importer should approach that is to manage expectations from the beginning. So can you tell us a little bit about how they could go about doing that? Yeah, it's good to clarify with your supplier what you consider to be, say, a minor defect, something that's does it's not too serious. Uh, what's going to be a major defect, something that you will not find acceptable something that may require rework and what defects are critical so something that could actually cause harm to a consumer or or something like that so it's important to be clear what kind of product you're expecting from them and it's important for them to be clear what kind of product they can provide to you as well right so basically letting the supplier or the factory know around the time that they place the order, right, to make sure that different defects are handled appropriately in terms of which quality issues should be classified as minor, which should be classified as major, what's the limit, what's the tolerance for those that we can accept, and critical ones as well. What are the best places that an importer can set those expectations? Like what sort of documentation or what's the process for clarifying expectations? It's... Great to have it on your purchase order when you first make the order with the factory. And it's also very important to have thorough QC checklists to let them know what defects can occur where, how you classify them, and what to look for. Right, yeah, I think the QC checklist is a big one because basically an importer can sort of put together a set of criteria to check during inspection, but even something more basic where they just put photos of the product if they've got them, if they make garments someplace in in Guangzhou, for example, and they have photos of untrimmed threads, they can point to that and say this is a minor defect, whereas something like failure of the zipper function or something they can classify as major and sort of clarify that before the factory even starts mass production. The second part of that you mentioned is setting AQL. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so basically if you set your AQL standards to let the factory know how many of each type of defect you will allow because being realistic and knowing the nature of manufacturing, there will definitely be some defects and it's important to be able to say to the factory, hey, look, we'll actually allow you, say, 14 minor defects out of a sample size of 100. That can really help you to define the limits with the factory as well. Yeah, I think that goes a long way too and 
interpreting the inspection report if you conduct a product inspection and looking back at the AQL limits that you set beforehand and saying, like, we agreed to this in a given product size of 100 units, as you said. And it helps with accountability as well. The last part, going into accountability, is defining penalties that you mentioned. So tell us a little bit about what does that mean? Right. So if you receive your product inspection report and there have been too many defects, too many major defects, even critical defects, it's important that the factory knows the consequences of that. So that's to increase accountability. So for example, you can define with them after a certain number of defects, they will have to pay for the rework or the reinspection if you do want to get a reinspection, depending on how many defects there are. So that can help increase accountability. And as long as you handle that sort of openly with them, so it's clear from the start, they know the consequences. If there are too many defects, then that'll go a long way in helping decrease defects. Yeah, I think that you make a good point about the accountability and, you know, the long-term effect is often improvement and reducing defects over the long term. But that is is one that we talk about a lot with the podcast and with the blog. And that is, first, that they need to make these penalties clear from the beginning, like you said, and set these expectations up front that if they need to conduct reinspections, the factory or the supplier may have to cover the cost of those reinspections, for example. And also, I think importers should know that if they're working with a supplier for the first time or they're sort of on shaky ground in terms of not having a long, successful relationship with that supplier, it may be more difficult to enforce and see the benefit of that. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, The second main point that you mentioned here, or the second way to handle defective products, is through identifying and addressing the issues with product inspection. And you've sort of broken that down into raw materials, inspection, pro inspection, and final. So you want to tell us a little bit about those? So the bare minimum that importers usually do is final product inspection, which is a really great way to get a final look at the quality of your products, what potential defects you'll be facing when the products arrive at your door. And you also get a good look at the packaging. But if you have been noticing a lot of defects, the same sort of defects occurring, it's worth looking into perhaps having a raw material inspection. So before the factory even starts production, you would send an inspector in to actually make sure that all of the components or however your um, your product is made, all of the raw materials, if there's any defects there. A during production inspection is also a great way to catch any defects before they make it to the final stage. So perhaps you're noticing a lot of flash occurring the final stage so you want to go in during production and address the problem that could be with the mold or with the temperature in the mold so that you see hopefully see those defects less and less in the final stages yeah i think that's a that's a good summation and i think the example that you gave for raw materials was like leather and how it's important to inspect the leather the raw material beforehand because Materials and components, materials like leather, they vary quite a bit in terms of the quality of the hide that's used for a product like a bag, for example. And if someone's waiting until the final stage to inspect, you can imagine discovering all these finished bags were using the raw material, a substandard material for their production. It sort of sets the imported bag to square one. The third point that you mentioned, the last way to handle defective products is by accepting defects that remain. I guess, after the inspection process, after expectations have been set and all of this. 
Maybe you can tell us the couple ways that you mentioned here in the blog article to really deal with those defects that remain. So a number of questions that you should probably ask yourself before accepting defects. First being, is it worth the time and money? Because say perhaps your product is quite a low cost product and maybe some of the minor defects can be overlooked, are acceptable, yeah. Sometimes in those situations, buyers will have the factory make an excess 5% of the order so that to account for any retail returns or problems down the line. So that can be a fairly inexpensive and efficient safeguard. You also have to consider your shipping deadline. So rework can be maybe a short process, but it can actually take a little bit longer and it can delay shipping. And if so, if you've got a tight shipping deadline, there's a lot of cases where people will ship even if there are defects present. At least they do know about them. The third point to consider is whether or not you want the factory to rework the defects because Sometimes when they are being reworked, this leads to double handling of the product, which may be fine or it could actually lead to further defects or new defects that you weren't actually aware of initially. So that that's another problem that can arise from rework. Another point that I, I want to mention that I don't think that you brought up or you raised in the blog article, I've had clients, I know myself at least, I've seen importers they get an inspection report that says this many pieces were defective in the total sample size that was chosen for inspection. And they're not really sure what to do with that information. Like sometimes they're asking, why is this a fail? Like, what is the threshold for this? They might wonder, what do I do to address the defects aside from, you know, the points that we've mentioned? Is it acceptable? Like they'll ask, is that acceptable to have this many minor or major defects? And I think it's important for importers to understand that when it comes to that kind of thing, it's determined by AQL, which is a standard that they set. I mean, that inspection companies like our own, we might have a suggested AQL level that we would sort of bring to inspection by default if, you know, if we don't have one explicitly brought in by the, the, uh, the importer. But it's really up to them to determine what their own tolerance is and the best way of addressing that, whether it's excess inventory or having the goods reworked or just accepting the defects as they are and shipping the order, as you mentioned, if they're on a tight deadline, for example. It's empowering, but it can be a point of confusion for importers as well, where they see that inspection result and they're not really sure what to do with the information. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would definitely agree. It can be a point of confusion for some importers. So that's, I guess that's why it's important to have open communication with your factory about the defects that you're seeing and discuss it with them and let them know that you're not sure about certain things. Ask them questions as well because they're the ones making the product and they have a lot of the answers as well. Yeah, so I guess what is the main takeaway for importers if we could sort of summarize this briefly? This lesson about defects you've mentioned in the blog article. To summarize, defects are a fact of life. doesn't matter where you're manufacturing or what you're manufacturing. There will always be something that will go wrong. Maybe something's really small or something really big. So it's important that you have an open communication with your factories about the defects. You're very clear of your expectations. You're very clear of their capabilities. And you're able to address defects and problems in a sort of non-antagonizing way so that it's constructive for both you and them. Right. I couldn't agree more. 
Okay, I'd like to thank my guest today, Stacy Bruce, for joining me. So thank you, Stacy. Thanks, John. And I'd like to remind our listeners out there to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, our social media channels for some daily updates, news, manufacturing tips and advice, things like that. And if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.